excited about the prayer time that we've been having uh the 21 days of prayer just my wife that's okay my wife's the only one excited that's because i wake her up early in the morning no she wakes up she meets me she's the first one on there all the time even though we're in the same house amen <laughs> you got inside track that's what it is <laughs> so we've been in this series on prayer last week uh brother dave jackson he preached y'all happy ne- uh, last week wait a minute what's wrong what happened what did I do? What did I do? Huh? It's Dakota's birthday today, tomorrow. Come here, Dakota. Come on. Come on. Let's make this awkward as possible. <laughs> Come on. Where's Where's my best singer at? No, no. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Somebody take a picture. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dakota. Happy birthday to you. How old are you? Turning 13. Wow. You're getting old. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, make sure you show Dakota some love. It's her birthday tomorrow. So, last week, Brother Dave preached us happy. Uh, He talked through the Lord's Prayer. Did y'all enjoy that last week? Amen. It was good. I was away. My wife and I were away. We were at the, the launch of Epiphany Baltimore uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. So it was an exciting time for us to celebrate with them and be with them last week. So, But we're going to kick back in uh, to our Pray On It series. So we, we call this series Pray On It because we want to help you move from a passive position on prayer to a predatory position on prayer, one where you're attacking life's challenges through prayer. You're not waiting for difficulty to come, but you are attacking life's problems through prayer. So we're excited to jump back into that today. Uh, I'll be in, in Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 30. Hey, listen, if you didn't sign up for uh, one of our community groups, make sure you do that. We've only got like 30 slots or something like that, so make sure you get in those. Like, we want you to be a part of that stuff because we've got three groups going on. Uh, we had a, a bunch of people out last week, but we want to make sure that you're getting into those groups so that you can live woven and you begin to love the word and all that good stuff that we're doing here at this church. Amen? Amen. So make sure you sign up for that. Genesis 32. Join me there, if you will. It'll be up here for you on the screen. Genesis 32. I'll be in verse... 24 to start. Hear these words of our father. It says, Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat him, he struck Jacob's hip socket as they wrestled and dislocated his hip. Then oh, I lost my place. Where'd I go? Then he said to Jacob, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Jacob says, he says, what is your name? The man asked him. And he replied, Jacob. Verse 28, he says, your name will no longer be Jacob. He said, it will be Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he answered, 
Why do you ask my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob then named the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. He said, yet my life has been spared. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, your word is powerful. God is sharper than any two edged sword. Father, severing the marrow from the bone, God. And I pray that this word would get deep down into the marrow of our souls, God. And when we, when we hear this, we, we hear your word, we might respond by saying, Lord, help us to obey, God. And it's by your power and by your spirit, God, that we say thank you. God, we give you all the glory and the honor today, God. We worship you this morning, God, and forever we'll praise you, forever we'll say thank you, God. And in that, I pray that you would stand in my body and think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer, in whom I trust. In Jesus' mighty name, and the whole church said, amen, amen, amen. So Dr. Charles Parkhurst, he was a distinguished preacher and reformer of New York. And in an address in which he dealt with his early religious life, he related back to how he would often hear his father praying in church. And he would hear his father praying at the family altar and at the family table. But it was only when Dr. Parkhurst heard his father praying in the barn all alone by himself, knelt down on his knees, that he began to understand the reality of prayer and the deep reality of perseverance in prayer. See, Dr. Parkhurst knew that there were things that were going on in the city of New York as he was a great preacher and a great reformer. He knew that the things that were happening there were a direct result of the prayers that his father had been praying at the dinner table and at the church altar and even more than that the prayers that he had been praying in the barn when nobody else was watching so i want to submit this idea to us today is this if we're going to be the predator and not the prey if we're going to move from a passive position on prayer to a predatory position on prayer then guess what you must persevere You must persevere. And if you're going to persevere, watch this. God will give you a persevering strength. See, I want you to see here in verse 24, we see it says that Jacob was left alone. See, this word means separation or to be by oneself or to be apart uh, from others. So, but, but the Hebrew here, Hebrew word here, I want you to see that the Hebrew word here uh, for alone is the word ba'ad. It's spelled B-A-D. So in order for you to be, if you're alone, guess what? That's a bad place to be. See, if you're by yourself, the Hebrew word tells us that you're in a bad position if you're by yourself. So in essence, the passage is telling us that Jacob, when he was alone here, he, he was, he was technically, he was at it alone. See, the context of this passage, we see Jacob going to meet his brother Esau, the one who he had tricked, the one who he had stole the birthright from, and now he's on his way, he's trying to do some things to finagle and get his brother to forgive him and try to sucker his brother again into be, having mercy on him so he's working and he's maneuvering and he's trying to make things happen by himself in other words he's going at it alone so listen i want to tell you this that we go at it alone we go at it alone each and every time we don't pray see when we don't pray we're in essence saying to god i got this 
When we don't pray, in essence, we're telling God, I'm good. You can stay where you are. I'll handle this. In essence, when we do not pray, we're telling God that I'm better off alone by myself than I am with you by my side. And see, listen, I, I, I want you to know this today. See, I feel this in my spirit today, so I'm going to preach it how I hear it. But I want you to know uh, that if God is with you, who can be against you? See, if God is by your side, there's no enemy, there's no devil in hell, there's no circumstance in your life that can rise up against you. And I want you to know that if God is for you, who can be against you? See, listen, when, when, we're, when we're not uh, in communion with God and with others... You are on, the, the, you're the only part of what you, the only part of what you can be is in a bad situation. See, when you're, when you're not in a communion with other brothers and sisters and you're not worshiping the king together and y'all aren't praying together, y'all aren't coming together to be with one another, you are in a bad place. See, it says here that when he was left alone, a man wrestled with him until daybreak. See, when you're left alone, people are always going to try to mess with you. See, when, when you try to go at it alone, uh, people will always try to get at you. See, when you haven't been communing with God, uh, that old clown, he's going to call your phone, uh, and you've been left him alone months ago, but he's going to call you up when you haven't been communing with God. And see, when you don't have the right type of community around you, guess what else? You get offended left and right. See, when you're left all alone to figure out your own thing and you're left to your own devices, you'll find a way to be offended by everything. You'll find a way to be disappointed with everything. You'll find a way to be frustrated by every single thing that comes up in your life. And we want you to see here that the man wrestled with him while he was alone. And see, I want y'all to see the word here has the force uh, for re- the word for wrestled here. It has it means to grapple, but it has the force of pounding something. Anybody ever get bullied in school and a guy say, or not that, let me not go there. <laughs> Anybody ever watch cartoons and it's a bully on the cartoon show and he says, I'm going to pound you. Nobody ever heard that before? Okay, that's cool. Well, a bully, right, he'd be on the playground and he'll see the kid running around and he says, hey, I'm going to pound you into the ground. That's what this word is here. This word has the force of pounding something until it is small. It's like, where, where my cook's at, it's like pounding out a piece of chicken breast, right? You pound that thing and you make it smaller so that it is easier to cook. It cooks faster. Uh, it, it's, it's easier to eat when you've pounded it down. That's what this word is here. So essentially what I'm saying to you is this, is that when you wrestle in your circumstances through perseverance and prayer, you pound on them in order to make your problem small. I wish I had some help. See, prayer will shrink your problems down to a palatable size. See, when you begin to pray, you'll have the ability to be able to go at the problems of your life. And they won't seem like such a big thing to you anymore. But they'll seem like something that's small that you can handle because you've been praying. See, so when you're wrestling against those things in your life, you beat them down to their small through the power of prayer. See, listen, when a lion catches its prey, the fight's not over. See, in fact, the fight has just begun. See, because that animal is going to flail and kick and try to escape 
and it's going to do everything it can to preserve itself. So listen, once you obtain the thing that you've been praying for, then guess what? You better continue to persevere in prayer. See, when you finally get that wife that you've been praying for, brother, let me tell you, you better keep on praying for her. Because the enemy is going to try to attack you in each and every way that he can. When you finally get that job that you've been praying for, guess what? You better keep persevering in prayer. Because those people on that job, they're going to get in your face. They're going to act crazy. They're going to act like you did something wrong when you didn't do anything wrong at all. So you better continue in prayer even after you obtain the thing that you've been praying for. Listen, if you're going to be the predator and not the prey... You must pray with perseverance as long as difficulty persists. See this word, he says here that he wrestled with him until daybreak. That word until, it means as long as, as far as, and while. So you better be praying as long as the situation is going on. You better be praying as far as the situation goes. And you better be praying uh, while the situation is going on. Don't wait until the challenges of life hit you in the face to start praying. You better be building up a resistance against the enemy through prayer. Listen, he says, he, he wrestled with him until daybreak. See, the word daybreak is... Morning. We don't know what daybreak because we be sleep, but sometimes day breaks, <laughs> right? And when day breaks, it's the, because the morning is there and the light has come out. Uh, that's why the psalmist says, he says this, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You see, praying with perseverance allows you to hand that joker that is running around in your life going crazy, that circumstance, it allows you to hand him their overnight bag and say, you can get on out of my life because I don't need you here anymore. I've been praying. You see, you can tell fear, listen, you had your fun and I let you stay overnight, but you can leave now. You can tell insecurity, see, listen, you took advantage of me uh, and, and my weakness, but I'm putting you out and I'm taking my joy back. You can tell doubt, you can say, listen, you tried to play me after you got what you wanted from me, but now I'm waiting on the Lord until the morning comes and I'm going to pray with perseverance until my change comes. You could tell that old joker like Martin used to tell people in his house, get to stepping. Kick y'all. Man, I got like three or four people on that one. I thought I was going to have some more. <clears throat> That's all right. They're not, <laughs> they're not holding up. Oh, man. I didn't say that. <laughs> Listen. He says, I'm not old enough. Oh, gosh. Verse 25, he says, when the man saw. This is good. When the man saw. That he could not defeat Jacob. He struck his hip socket as they wrestled and dislocated his hip. See, when you pray with perseverance, your enemies cannot prevail against you. Isaiah forty twenty nine through 31 gives us a clue into that. It says, he gives strength to the weary. And increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. 
But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. See, when you're praying with perseverance, there's nothing that can prevail against you. Listen, and it says here that when he found out he couldn't defeat him, it says that he struck him on his hip. See, this word for striking is to, is to, is for, for, for strike is to touch or to reach or to extend to. So when, when your enemies find out that they can't defeat you, uh, because you've been persevering, you have a persevering strength because you've been persevering in prayer, guess what they start do? Start doing. They start reaching. They start reaching for something. See, we gotta, we gotta turn them out, uh, on the basketball court, uh, on the blacktop. That's, we say, you reach, I teach. See, when, 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 they, when they can't defend you properly, they start reaching in and try to swipe for the ball and they try to hit you on the arm. And you, you, you have the ball here and you look at them and say, you reach, I teach. And what that means is if you start reaching, I'm going to use my ball handling skills to teach you a lesson. So when the enemy can't defeat you, he'll start reaching at you, but you let him know, listen, Joker, if you keep on reaching, I'm going to pull out these prayer skills and I'm going to show you a thing or two. And guess what? If you start reaching, I'm going to show you that there is nothing that can come against me. There's nothing that can defeat me because I'm in Christ. And he says that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. I feel this thing today. So he says, when the enemy can't defeat you, guess what happens? He'll try to strike you in the place of your weakness. See, hips are easily injured. When I was young, I used to run track. And one of the most common injuries for track runners is a hip flexor. You can easily pull um, uh, something in your hip. It's, It's easy for that to happen while you're running. So hips can easily easily happen. You get a hip pointer or a hip flexor. They're easily uh, they're easily injured. Some theologians think that this this injury is equivalent to like pulling a groin muscle or something like that. Uh, but when you see here, when you see uh, the word hip, it's talking about the outer thigh. So the word comes from. I want you to see this. The word comes from a root word which means to be soft. So soft like. A thigh is soft. You know what I'm saying? Thighs are soft. Amen. Husband, y'all help me out here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the enemy will attack you in the soft places in your life. See, he wants to attack you in the places of your life where you don't have any strength. But I'm here to tell you today that if you're praying with perseverance, You have a persevering strength that's in Christ and nothing can come against you, not even in the weak, soft insecurities and doubts that you may have. So listen, it says here that verse 24, it says that it it did hit him in the in the hip until it dislocated, um, struck his hip socket and they wrestled and it dislocated his hip. See, if the enemy see socket is a word. We all know what a socket is, but your hip is connected to a hip socket. That's how your hip moves around like that. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Y'all got a socket, so y'all should know that. Um, But figuratively, the word socket means power. That's why when we plug things in, we plug them into a socket. Um, My son dislocated his shoulder um, 
last year, two years ago, one of them, he dislocated his shoulder. And it was a rough injury, but one that's easy to correct. See, the athletic trainer, uh, he might not agree with this, the athletic trainer popped his shoulder right back into place. He popped it right back into the socket. However, because the shoulder was disconnected from the socket, he had to sit out from football for several weeks, and he had to wear a brace until his shoulder regained its power again. See, when his shoulder came out of socket, it was weakened even though it was out of the socket for only a little bit of time. So in order to strengthen the socket again, guess what? He had to do PT in order to restore his strength back to where it was before he had the injury. Not only that, he had to continue PT even after the injury so that he could prevent any further injury from the disconnection that happened and also to prevent the, prevent the disconnection from happening again. See, when his shoulder was dislocated, something tore on the inside of the socket and he needed PT to repair it. What am I saying? Listen, church, when the enemy attacks you and when he attacks your soft spots and tries to disconnect you from the socket, you better have some PT stored up under your belt. And I'm not talking about physical therapy anymore. I'm talking about some prayer time. So, see, it's your prayer time that keeps you connected to the socket. It's your prayer time that keeps you connected to the Lord. It's your prayer time that keeps you connected and strengthened for the battle that is to come called life. See, it says that when it's disconnected, this, this word disconnected means torn away. See, the devil wants nothing more than for you to be out of your location. He wants you to be out of your location with God And he wants you to be out of your location with other believers. Why? So that he can alienate you. See, because he knows that if he can get you alone, then he can prey on you. He knows that if he can get you by yourself, if he can get you believing that you can handle life all on your own, if he gets you believing that you can do this thing all by yourself, he will be able to prey on you once he gets you alone. But I want you to turn to the devil today and tell him, I'm the predator and not the prey. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, I'm the predator and not the prey. That was okay. Turn to the other neighbor because that one didn't hear you. Turn to them and tell them, I'm the predator and not the prey. Listen, you tell that devil, I'm the predator and not the prey because I've been praying. You tell the devil, I'm the predator and not the prey because I've got my connection right. You tell that devil, I'm the predator and not the prey because I'm still inside of the socket where I know I'm supposed to be. And inside the socket, that's where my power is. See, you thought the devil thought he was attacking your soft spots, uh, but you've been building up your strength by praying. See, he thought that he could tear you away from communion with God and get you alienated from the body of Christ. Uh, But you better let that joker know that I have been praying. So I'm the predator, not the prey. Listen, he goes on. Jacob says, he tells Jacob, he says, let me go for it's, it's daybreak. Jacob tells him, 
He says, nah, (laughs) I can't do that. I won't let you go until you bless me. See, this word, uh, I want you to watch the persevering strength that Jacob exhibits here. See, perseverance, this is my definition, it's as per the severity of the circumstance. See, your perseverance will dictate uh, how, you, you, your perseverance dictates how severe the problem really is. See, if you're not willing to persevere, it must not be that serious. If you're not willing to persevere, it must not be that severe of a circumstance. But see, perseverance, it dictates the, 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 the severity of the, uh, uh, the severity of your prayer and the severity of the circumstance. So watch this. Jacob's hip was dislocated, but he was still persevering. See, Jacob's hip was dislocated and he was still wrestling here. See, strength is exhibited. I want you to see this and I want y'all to see this real clear. Strength is exhibited, not, is, is exhibited in your ability to fight even when you're injured. See, your strength is exhibited when you're able to continue to go before the altar in prayer even when you feel disappointment. Your strength is marked in your ability to be able to go before the throne even when you're feeling doubt. Your strength is marked by your ability to continue and persevere even when you're feeling injured. See, I'm struggling. You, we, oftentimes, we're struggling with doubt, uh, um, but we keep going to church. That's persevering. Uh, you've been hurt by people, but you still go to community group. Uh, your job just lets you go, but uh, you're still going to find a way to give God your first fruits. Uh, see, your faith might be injured after the death of a loved one, but uh, you, you say to the devil, I'm still going to read the scriptures. I'm still going to pray in order to be close with God. He tells him, he says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. You know what happens when you persevere in prayer? You get blessed. And the greatest blessing that we have in Christ is our identity as sons and daughters. So when you pray with perseverance, I want you to see this. You can walk in a persevering identity. See, when you persevere through prayer, you get continuous reminders of your identity in Christ. See, the man asked him, he says, what is your name? See, your name is your reputation. It's associated with fame and glory, but it's, it's, it's your reputation. And as the man wrestled, wrestled with Jacob, he asked him, he says, what is your name? We sing the song, there's power in the name. See, there's power in a name. Uh, and we know from that song we sang earlier, there's power in the name of Jesus. Uh, but this word refers to the reputation of a person. So, uh, Proverbs 22 1 says that a good name is to be chosen over great wealth. And favor is better than silver and gold. See, again, the context of this passage is Jacob getting ready to meet his twin brother Esau, who he defrauded out of his birthright. So, Jacob, he was a trickster, and he was nervous uh, because his brother Esau had said he was going to kill him. 
if you took all my little coins uh, and gave me some soup, I'd be ready to come at you too. That's what happened. He took all his little inheritance and gave him some soup because he was hungry. And that's a word for us today. Don't allow your passions to get you outside of your purpose that God has for you. Listen, after the man wrestled with Jacob, he asked him what his name was. And this word it refers to your reputation. So, but the context of this passage uh, is Jacob going to meet his twin brother. See, but when Jacob, he got there, he was nervous because his brother was going to kill him. But as we look forward in the passage, we see that this blessing from the man he's wrestling with comes in the form, watch this, of a new identity. You see, the reason Jacob asked this, <clears throat> what, what theologians call a theophany here of Christ, well, we, we, well, we, or an epiphany here, he, he, he says the reason why he asked him to bless him is because he was full of fear. And we know in verse 9 of, of chapter 32 uh, that Jacob, he prayed and he reminded God the Father through prayer <clears throat> of God's promise to him that he would prosper Jacob. So, you know, you get in a situation, you start reminding God, like, hey, God, remember uh, what you had said that time when, um, you know, when I was going through that thing and you said you was going to help me? Uh, well, I'm, I'm calling in to get that now. Look, this is what Jacob is doing right here. But what happens is as he's wrestling with the man, the man blesses him in the form of giving him a new identity. The man says, you will no longer be called Jacob. And Jacob means supplanter, heel holder. If you know anything about the story of Jacob, it talks about him holding the heel of his brother. Uh, or trickster, his name means. He says, you'll no longer be called Jacob or trickster, but your name shall be prevailer. His name shall be Israel, and Israel means prevailer. So listen, I'm here to let you know that your name may have used to have been fear. But God wants to change your name to faithful. Your name may have been weakling before, but God wants to change your name to warrior. Ask Gideon. Uh, your name may be doubter, but he wants to change your name to delivered. See, he tells them here, he says, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but you shall be called Israel. Israel means God prevails. See, when we pray with perseverance, uh, because we're in Christ, we have a new identity. And see, we're no longer slaves to sin, but we're now sons of God. And through Christ, we have been redeemed, and our name or our reputation has been redeemed as well. See, John uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 42, and it says that uh, he brought him, to, and they brought him to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which was translated Peter. See, God is in the business of changing your identity. He's in the business of changing your reputation. But he says here, he says, your name will no longer be Jacob, but it will be Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. What a powerful notion that, see, this word here for struggled is the Hebrew word Sarah. It means to contend or to have power. But more than that, it means to persist or persevere. See, that word means perseverance. And if there's somebody in the Bible that knows a little bit about perseverance, it's Sarah. 
She waited 25 years for the promise of God to come. And when the promise of God came, she was too old to fulfill the promise. So she did like most of us do. She tried to start making things happen on her own or she tried to go at it alone. So she tried to start making things happen on her own. She's trying to fix it, um, fix things that God promised to do. Uh, you, you better stop trying to fix stuff that God promised that he would do in your life. See, you, you've just got to persevere. You've got to persevere in prayer. You've got to persevere, uh, through, through staying on your knees and, 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 and talking to God, praying the scriptures, connecting with God, communing with Him, even when situations and circumstances don't seem like they're the way they're supposed to be. He says here that you have prevailed. You have wrestled with God and man and have prevailed. See, this word prevail means to overcome. Through, through, persever- through your perseverance and prayer, you will overcome. But more than that, it means to have power. Because of Jacob's perseverance, he had power when difficulty was in his life. And when we pray, we have the same kind of power when difficulty comes in our life. And 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 the greatest way that you have power is this. The greatest way that you prevail is this, is by having joy. So I want you to see this, this last point here, that God will give a persevering joy. Verse 29, it says that then Jacob asked him, tell me your name. But the man answered, why do you ask me my name? And then he blessed him there. And Jacob then said, then, then Jacob then named the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face. And he said, yet my life has been spared. The word Peniel, it, it, the word means facing God. See, I want you to know this, that joy is about your life facing God. See, when your life is facing God, you will have joy even in the midst of difficulty. When you are always facing Godward, you will have joy even when challenges are in your life, even when difficulty is in your life. So I want you to see that your joy, guess what? It is solidified and secure when you have a life that is focused on God. See, he says that uh, I have seen God. This is what he means when he says I've seen God. Jacob has perceived, watch this, I want you to see, God has has perceived God in the midst of his wrestling. I wish I had some help. He could see God in the midst of his wrestling. See, you will have joy when you can have the vision enough to recognize God even in the midst of your circumstances. See, if you're wrestling and you don't see God, chances are you're wrestling with the wrong things. See, if you're wrestling and you can't see God, the chances are pretty strong that you're wrestling with things that God doesn't want you wrestling with. 
Because if you're wrestling with the right kinds of things, you can always see God on the horizon. But when you're wrestling with things and you're chasing after things that God has not called you to chase after and wrestle, you'll constantly feel like you're alone and you can't see what's going on and you can't see God in the midst of that circumstance. But God wants you to see him even in the midst of your wrestling because that is the source of your joy. So you, when you wrestle... Look intently for God. While you're wrestling, fix your eyes onto Jesus. While you're wrestling, check this, get your face in his face. Get your face out of Facebook all the time and get your face in the book. Amen. (laughs) Get off IG all the time. And get with the real IG, the immutable God, the infinite God. Listen, God wants us in his face. Most people don't want you in their face, but God wants you in his face. And getting face to face with God, this word here, it means his presence. But getting face to face with God is the key to having joy. See, being face-to-face is all about being in his presence. Psalm uh, 16 tells us, he says, you have made known to me the path of life, and you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. See, church, I want you to see that the way to be in the presence of God is to persevere in prayer. The way to ensure that you are in the presence of God and that you have joy is to persevere in prayer. Romans 12 tells us, be joyful and hope and patient and affliction and faithful in prayer. If we're going to have a persevering joy, we must be in the presence of Jesus. And the way that we do that is through prayer. I'm going to close with this idea. There was a stone cutter. And there was a group of people who would watch the stonecutter as he was working. And as the stonecutter was working, he was hammering away at the rock hundreds of times. So he's hitting at the rock, hitting the rock. He's hitting it. And not even a crack is showing up on the rock. Yet, at the 101st blow, the rock splits in two. Now, you got to know that it wasn't the one blow that cracked the rock in half, but it was all the hammering that had gone before that one that split the rock. So I want to tell you today to keep hammering away in prayer, even when stuff doesn't look like anything is happening. Keep hammering away, even when things don't seem like they're moving. Keep hammering away in prayer because I wanted to let you know that one day 2,000 years ago, there was a stone that was hammered away uh, and his name was Jesus. And this stone, he was the chief cornerstone and he was hammered at over and over and over and over again. But watch this. When he was hammered, uh, he, it says that he, he tore the, the dividing wall into two, uh, the dividing wall of separation, and he tore the veil in two in the temple and thereby 
granting us access to be able to come before God the Father through prayer and we can have access to him because 2,000 years ago there was a stone that was cracked for you and me. And because of that sacrifice, we can persevere in prayer. Because of that stone, we have access to God the Father. When we persevere in prayer, we find strength. When we persevere in prayer, we find identity. And when we persevere in prayer, we find joy. Father, thank you for your love. God, help us to persevere in prayer, God. Help us to keep our passions directed at you, God. God, we thank you for that stone, that chief cornerstone that was hammered away at some 2,000 years ago. And he was hammered at in the place of us being hammered at. God, thank you for Jesus taking our place on the cross. Thank you for Jesus dying in our place when we deserve death. God, thank you for life and life in Jesus. Thank you for strength. Thank you for our identity in you. And thank you for the joy that you give. God, I pray if there's any under the sound of my voice, God, that don't know you. God, I pray that they would turn to you, the one who gives strength the one who gives us a new identity. We might be living deeply in sin, but God is calling us to a firm relationship with him where we walk in the strength that he gives, where we walk in the identity that he has given to us, and where we walk in the joy that he gives to us. If there's one today, we want to pray for you. If there's one, we want to pray over you. We want to help walk you into a life-giving relationship with God the Father. One where you're finding freedom, discovering your purpose so that you can ultimately make a difference in the world. If there's one, we want to pray. We want to pray for you. We're asking that God will save many and any that he will preserve for himself a people. Thanksgiving in our heart, knowing that you will accomplish everything you said you would do.